Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H and J League. H and J League. H and J League, which is um, my podcast about Japanese football. It's brilliant. The H and J Daily. H and J Daily. So, um, yeah, it's the best bits of this afternoon show. Well, um, Danny Kelly joined us. Slightly different because obviously all the games were played at the weekend. So we looked at all 20 Premier League sides. We rattled through them. The state of play uh, currently. So um, we'll bring you that. We had a bit of a conversation as always. Yeah, really we talked chat, about various yeah. things. Andy found some crackpot letters in the papers and more. And uh, we were joined by the uh, former presenter of the Darts on Sky, Dave Clark. Uh, Dave was telling us more about World Parkinson's Day, talking a bit of Leeds. Yeah. A great lad, an uplifting chat with Dave. We do hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good to be back. Although I have to say that, honestly, I'm so sick of football. <laughs> you're not enjoying the season, are you? I am not. You've dined enjoying... at the top table for too long and now you're just uh, scrambling around in I'm the little so chef. I'm sick of losing. Match of the day is just not the same when you've lost. You've got to sit down and watch it. Tell me about it. I mean, the, I know. most teams out there are going, yeah, that's our life. Know. You know, you've been spoiled, Andy. We have, I know. People nidging me at half time, though, at Brentford, really annoying. You know, they go up to you and they go, well, what do you think of Chelsea? <laughs> so, well, that, and, do you know they're losing? Don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I oh, do. Don't, know. don't look. You haven't got that many mates left at football. Don't turn on the Brentford fans. They're the only ones who no, no, still my mates working with fine, you. Mark, he's great, but it's the others that come up to you. Yeah. And sort of the, do you think the, it's better? One bloke I said to him, I couldn't wait for the cricket season. Another bloke I said to him that Chelsea will be out of business in five years. Yeah. Blue square within five years. Your, your catchphrase. I of gave them short shrift. Mugs and t-shirts. Not what good. A, uh, what about? Um, is it better to be undone by a great goal or doesn't it make any difference? Does it matter if you lose to a great goal as you did no, the other day? Or <laughs> no, doesn't it make any difference? It does it not cushion the blow? No, it does not cushion the blow. Okay. I, I just think the thing is sometimes, you, as fans, you know this, don't you? As yeah. soon as you look at the lineup, as soon as you hear what the team is, as soon as I saw it gone to a back four, I just went, what are you doing? What are you doing? Have you not watched Chelsea this season? I couldn't believe it. And of course, we, yeah. we lost and we, not like the other two games where we lost, we or drew against Liverpool. We actually yeah. had 39 attempts. I think on Saturday we had one. 39 attempts? 39 attempts, no goals. Oh. That, that takes some doing, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, Still, it could have special... been a good idea. I, I won't do it now, but I, I, well, at some point I went through and listed all the things that these new owners have got wrong, and it's a lot. We're going to need a music bed. Can, basically, we have, can you line up every, blue is the colour? Everybody. No, we'll I don't do want to go into it. We'll talk about other stuff. So, uh, I think that would be interesting. We'll have the music oh, and then um, and then you can play. You can tell us all of the, the things well, it, they've it's got It's basically wrong. everything. Well, really? <laughs> How did, why did they pay uh, Marina Granitskaya £35 million for Don't blow it, Andy. We haven't got blue is the colour up yet. We'll do it a bit later on. You can talk point. through everything they've got. Maybe they're listening. Maybe they'll be uh, saying, well, he's got a point there. And uh, I was amused on the, the weekend. I was looking at the uh, results and, and in The Guardian on yeah. Monday. And uh, only The Guardian could do this. Their lead set of results were women's international friendlies. Mm. Over and above the Premier League. Wow. Who did that? <laughs> the Guardian. Oh. So typical. You think, yes, all right, with a picture of Magdalena Eriksson. You know, you think, yeah, all right, women's football's great, but, you know, it's, you, come on. That's what I think. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much, Caller. It's really irritating. Now, uh, let me introduce you to the world of egg tapping. 
Not yeah. a euphemism, but basically that's what it is. It's tapping Ta- egg. Tapping up or <clears throat> just tapping? No, it's just egg tapping. <laughs> no, not, not egg tapping up. <laughs> well, that is what you want to buy an egg. Someone else wants an egg. Someone goes in, gives <laughs> yeah. them a brown envelope. Yeah. In a, uh, I put a bid in for some chicken. In a service station uh, <laughs> car park. But no, this mm. is... Um, uh, the reason I bring it up, it's related to football. In the Lith- It's quite big in Eastern Europe. It's a, mm. it's a kind of... It's a bit like Conkers. Yeah. I think the eggs are hard-boiled, and you tap your egg on someone else's egg, yeah. and they tap on those, and the one that cracks, obviously, is, is the loser. Surely both of them are going to crack, aren't they? No, 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 not if, not if you've got the technique. As if you drop an egg from a building. That's, well, that's Dutch Holland. That's Dutch Holland, that's different. <laughs> and so, but anyway, the reason I bring it up is that in the yeah, Lithuanian yeah. League the other day, mm. they because it's, it's big in Eastern Europe and big in Lithuania, um, they decided to mm. decide on ends and kick-off with egg tapping. Really? So the two captains came out and they both did a bit of egg tapping and the one who's shelled it and break uh, decided whether he wanted ends or kick-off. Oh, that's a good idea. So now and again, we've. I mean, there is a famous, of course, uh, example of that here on Talksport. Alan's. Well, who has coins these days? But no. back in the day, Alan never. He doesn't deal in coins. He only deals in notes. No, absolutely. Um, so you never have a coin. You say, let's toss up for the competition. Oh, I haven't got a coin. You got a coin. You got Beaky. You got a coin. Through the years, Mike. You got a coin. Uh, <laughs> Ali. You got a coin. Ray. You got a coin. No one's ever got a coin of that. No. So he says, let's. Okay, I'll just say, uh, Dave from Hull. What hands my pen in? <laughs> <clears throat> and that's how he does it. Yeah. <clears throat> and it would be enough, great really. if Alan. Well, we just we have an Alan Brazil day in the Premier League <laughs> when they all have to do what hands my pen in instead of tossing the coin. So there are alternative ways, even in the lower reaches. Sunday mm. afternoons in any sport, whether you're an umpire, whatever sport yeah. you've officiated in or been officiated in. Now and again, maybe they just do forget the coin. So have you had a bit of one potato, two potato to see who kicks mm. off the game? We'd like to know the alternative ways. Uh, you conducted the toss. Talksport.com, text 1089. If the captain didn't like his elbow in the face, yeah. apparently. <laughs> That's right. We'll come on to that. <laughs> well, Danny, it's it is a bizarre incident, isn't it? Bizarre, I mean, really. my reading of it at the time, as it was all unfolding, was mm. um, I'd be careful if I was you, Andy Robinson, because you're drawing attention to something and it's not going to come out well for you. Because yeah. if, you if you're that close to the ref, I, I think it looks as if he's kind of a get off me gesture yeah. and he's caught him he's, he's, t- kind he's of, obviously touched I think they should both it's be a banned. don't touch me it's yeah. a don't touch me moment well no so. one should be touching the officials you know no, no. no one should be surrounding them I'm sick of that as well that's just too much the officials have got to be stronger you know just get out those yellow cards get out the red cards it'll soon you send off a bloke that's in your face it'll soon well, stop we've seen that with Mitrovic haven't we yeah it's enough now they you didn't know, stop the ref much. getting a little bit of stick for that there were a few people saying oh you know could he have just calmed him down but but no, mm. uh, he was absolutely right in that case, as the eight games prove. But anyway, Danny's going to join us. I'm sure he'll have his, uh, mm. his take on uh, Elbowgate. Um, the other thing is our producer, humbling moment for our producer uh, today, um, where um, normally he has one of his team uh, make us a cup of tea. Oh, yeah. But he came in with a cups of tea today. Oh, yeah. And he said, I'm making the tea, I'm doing this, well, Miss Cathcart. <laughs> so he's running around with his teacups. And I mm. said, it's good, John. It's humbling to get back on the tools. Mm. You started here making the tea. You know, now yeah. he has a cast of thousands helping him out. But, you know, now and again... <laughs> Now and again, <laughs> well, one, well, one really. really. Now and again, it's good to get back on the tools. It is, and so we I might take. My friend of mine's got a very successful painting and decorating business, but he's like a pig in what's it when he gets an old paintbrush in his hand. Mm. He had a little job that needed doing for me, and he said it's not worth sending one of the boys around. I'll do it. Oh, great! I'll oh, get back on the tools. Well, that's marvelous. He just loves it. So um, it doesn't always work out, though. Maybe, like Andy. Um, Andy literally could get back on the tools because I know it's hard to believe when you listen to him, but he once had a stint as a carpet fitter. I wouldn't let him anywhere near my carpets. I wouldn't let him anywhere near a Stanley knife. Imagine him, like, the measurements and everything. No, but, I just had to lay it. Um, I just had that thing, you had to get it with your knee. That's all, you just laid it. <laughs> well, but just, didn't you have to cut to size and all that? You'd have to no. get the knife out and stuff. I don't know, it was a long time ago, to be yeah. really honest. It was all, I can't even remember last week. It was all mosaics, wasn't it, when you were there? <laughs> yeah, were was. you laying mosaics, yeah. I would imagine, <laughs> Probably, in Roman yeah. baths? It was a long time ago. So, um, back on the tools, the good and the bad of that. Talksport.com mm. forward slash Tech. 
Texter 81089, tweet for TSH&J. Abby in Glasgow said, we had a ref in the 90s who'd forgotten to bring a coin and asked us, he said, I don't know how to do this. Okay, so um, what did I have for breakfast? Shredded wheat or Weedabix? <laughs> That's good, isn't it? It was Weedabix. We got it wrong. They kicked off. <laughs> Abby, thank you. That's a great That's example. Cool, yeah. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Danny Kelly joins us then as we look at all 20 Premier League clubs. We do our absolute best. We are talking Leicester and Leeds in more detail later on with Jeff Peters and Dave Clark so we may rush through them slightly in, uh, to, to squeeze everybody in but all 20 clubs mentioned state of play after the Easter games that's all coming up the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Giorgio the goon has been in touch he says uh, gentlemen you talk about egg cracking uh, mm. and uh, it's a Greek Orthodox thing as well we do it for our Easter tradition not just Eastern Europe we mm. hard boil them and colour them in in different patterns and colours oh, so nice. there we are yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing but it, it was used to start a football match the other day which is why we're asking you about mm. alternative tosses uh Tats and Tui have been in touch. Well, great names. Uh, on the alternative to tossing a coin, a ref um, who we regularly had in the lofty Alderman District Sunday League back in the late 90s once said to the two captains in a game, I've not got a coin, so my wife's name, it's either Julie or Louise. Which one do you think? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Our captain guessed correctly, I think. He, he might have known her. Alternative, he could have done, yes. Yeah, blame Tottenham for that. Not the referee. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Let's look at all 20 Premier League clubs post-Easter and see where we're at in the company of the great Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Hi, Traps. Hello, everybody. Um, now, you may have noticed, Andy has got, he's, he's got a new phone that he hasn't quite mastered yet. And here he is, yes. on, here he is on Zoom as we all wave and say hello to each yep. other. Andy has yep. got himself a green screen setting that he can't get out. Oh, so if we see galloping yeah. horses go across the back <laughs> or an old 1920s New York street scene, you'll know what's going on then. <laughs> well, more, more disturbingly, of course, where, where I'm looking from, it looks like he's wearing no trousers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Well, that's because well, <laughs> <laughs> he isn't. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> how. I prefer to broadcast That's the way he likes to broadcast. It gives me a sense of freedom. It does give him a sense of freedom. (laughs) Anyway, we have to start painfully for us, Danny, but only right and proper, with the goons, still very much top of the table uh, with whatever happened uh, at the weekend. You start to question how damaging... It's it's a bit bit much They were all asking me last night, I was with a lot of Arsenal fans last night, and they were all basically saying, was that two points dropped or was that a point gained? They they couldn't... Well, I suppose when you're 2-0 up, it, it feels like two points dropped, Danny, doesn't it? Yeah, the, 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 the issue with this is always, we know the, the, the narrative of the match. If you just saw the result, you'd say anybody could get beat at Liverpool. Even this strangely inconsistent Liverpool side, anyone could get beat there. Um, I, think, I, think it's, I think avoiding defeat there is a good result for Arsenal. Mm. Um, that, was, you know, that is one of the hurdles at which they might have been um, vulnerable to defeat. And I know draws are no good to you at the top or the bottom of the table. They're just no good to you, really. But um, I think avoiding defeat there is, is a good thing. Of course, when you're two up, it always feels like a defeat. But, you know, it, we, we, we've got a situation here, haven't we, where we have two, a bit like last season, two fantastic teams and one of them is not going to win the Premier League. Mm, mm. Um, Arsenal, Arsenal have an advantage in that they can concentrate entirely on just the games they've got left in the, in the league. But they look to me to be slightly more vulnerable to an injury or a suspension. We've seen Saliba has slightly altered the team when they were missing um, Thomas Partey, they weren't quite themselves. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Jesus, the same. They, they're not, they, they have an 11 that they think can take them to the winning post. Any disruptions of that, I will worry whether they have the, the necessary backup. You look for signs, don't you? Say, oh, they're looking a bit leggy, they're getting a lot of injuries. And I tell you, they've had a couple of injuries, but Saliba looks like he's going to be back this, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are no obvious signs of Arsenal. You're not saying, oh, people have found them out there's none of that they, they're, they're, mm. they're doing what they do and they're still doing oh. it it's just a matter of whether they can beat City or whether they drop points elsewhere they get a draw City, there no. though it's probably theirs yes it? I mean that's, it's all going to come down now they handle the pressure uh, at this stage no if they were going if Arsenal <clears throat> were going to fade in this race yeah and you know, I said to be correct. They were going to fade it after they got, you know, whacked by Manchester City sure. a few weeks ago. Since then, they've been in tremendous form. Yeah. They are—we have to use the word—they're they're a really good team. Mm. And um, you know, t- teams that get that get into a run, they're they're really good. And uh, it's again—and we're going to hear this a lot. We heard it last uh, season from Liverpool. Um, Manchester City have become a kind of glass ceiling 
really fantastic teams are going to fail to win in England over the next few years if they run into this Manchester City team. Now, City, um, I'm sure the Arsenal fans will be cheering them on over these two legs and they want them to stay in this competition yeah. as, as long as possible because... Might have an adverse, adverse effect if they lose, though. You know, because it is the big thing. As much as Pep wants to say everything he says, yeah. you know that it's key could, for them. It could suck the air out of the place, couldn't it, Danny? You can look at it two ways, can't you? You can you can say, yeah, this is. A, I mean, they've got a, a pretty uh, dreadful draw overall in the Champions League. They're in the wrong side of that draw, aren't they? Mm. Um, but equally, you can look at a bunch of fantastic professional players, a squad that's strong enough to allow João Cancelo to go in in January and say to them. We are within 20 games now. What is it? I think 17 games. They can win the treble, the famed, fabled treble. They're mm. that close. And and really, um, they're favourites for all three of the competitions that they're still in. And they're um, hitting form at the right yeah. time. They've, they've been really impressive. And the squad they? depth is is that much. I mean, Arsenal are going essentially the same well. And when they have to dig that little bit deeper, you don't always get the same level of performance. That's kind of less true with City, I think. No, no, they, 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 they've got an amazing squad, I think. And, uh, um, you know, obviously Haaland staying fit is important. Mm. Um, but what's really interesting to me is that it's simply this, that they, 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 they dominate games so much with the possession that it's allowed Pep Guardiola for the second time in his career after Barcelona to completely try and change the way people play football. This thing of playing a defender running into midfield mm. um, is really hurting teams. They can do it because they have so much possession and because mm. with Haaland converting such a high number of chances that they're always in, in, tend to be in winning positions anyway. But it's really, I think it's really confusing the oppositions these days. It must leave spaces somewhere. But people don't seem to be able to exploit it. They're, mm. they're a fantastic team. Yeah. Newcastle. I, I do think they'll get passed by them, but it'll be interesting to see. It will happens. be interesting, yeah. So, uh, Newcastle, probably their best week um, under Eddie Howe, and their, their best week for many years. Those three big results, um, you know, five wins in a row. They are playing fantastically well. Well, no, they weren't fantastic. I was there on Saturday. They weren't fantastic in the first half. They should have been and could have been 3 0 down at half time. Okay. Well, Tony, they did. Okay, they dug deep and they got no, the result. No, they came, they? they played well in the second half. But again, you know, one thing I do admire about them, the way that, if you compare the way that the takeover there compared to the takeover at Chelsea, they didn't just, they could have splashed unlimited cash exactly like Chelsea did, but they didn't. They've bought carefully and they've got a manager who makes players better. And that is, you know, they, they, they've got a good balance, you know, and I think that from that point of view, Eddie Howe's done a great job. Uh, then, and, you know, I absolutely agree with you, Andy. They looked like they could have got beat in West London um, at the weekend, but they didn't. And that is the mark of this new Newcastle team. Um, consistency um, and, you know, an ability to grind out a result, uh, albeit, you know, who could honestly believe that Ivan Tony would ever miss a penalty, but he did. Um, they, they're just, they're just a, hang on. It's, 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 it's almost trite to say it. They're a really good team and they're in a really good moment and they're flying, aren't they? Absolutely. And mm. since we're doing the review of them, you know, they they will be disappointed if they don't make the Champions League now, won't they? They would no. think so. Yeah, squeeze in for, very quickly, squeeze in yeah. Manchester United. I think we should. Um, getting players back at the right time, whether that's Casemiro from suspension really and injury. Really got over that 7-0 well, I think. And Ericsson coming back. Again, they're, they're getting a full squad at, at, at a good time. Yeah, depending on what the the knock to Marcus Rashford does, mm. because um, you could argue for, and you're right, Casemiro has been central of everything he's done, but so has Marcus, and um, you know they 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 will beat Seville they, because they still have European commitments. Seville really ought to be concentrating on staying in the in the in the La Liga in Spain, um, so that they they'll have things to uh, to distract them uh, forthcomingly. But uh, it, it, they need to keep Mark. They better hope this, that the knock to Marcus Rashford is not serious because I think he's very important to what they do. Although Scott McTominay is now replacing him as leading goal scorer. We understand that. He certainly is. I mean, Sancho is, is you know, stepping up with assists and stuff. Martial scored some goals, so maybe they, they can step in. So I've said that. They, yeah, no, no, they're not short of footballers, yeah. are they? They're not short of players. It's just that they, 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 they have clearly been two critical ones in Casemiro and Marcus Rashford this season. They don't want to lose those. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Well, we brought you the news there, Andy was having great fun with this green screen that he's uh, accidentally found himself in on, Brilliant. Uh, on Zoom. He, so he joins us live now, Danny, from San Francisco, as you could see, with the backdrop of the Golden Gate Bridge. Ridiculous. Oh, absolutely lovely. He'll be going for his lunch after this at the top of the mark. Yes, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, get a cab absolutely. across the Sausalito. He can't wait. <laughs> so uh, let's move on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the thorny issue of Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, uh, I thought quite a comfortable victory the other day. <laughs> Never in doubt from my yeah, point of view. Yeah. I, I, no one's really mentioned this, but there were one or two situations <laughs> where I thought maybe Brighton were quite hard done by. I don't know about you, Danny. Look, uh, you know, we'll get on to Brighton and how they they, they they are top of the apologies from Pogmore League, yeah. um, which is, uh, but there's no trophy for that. Um, yeah, Spurs were very lucky, weren't they? They were, mm. they were not the better team. Oh. And, you know, the, 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 the VAR on another day could have gone completely the other way. They probably should have had two penalties, Brighton. Um, but Spurs have got an interesting problem, haven't they, in that they change the manager, but they don't have the resource to change the team. No. Because of where the injuries have fallen, they, I could, I know the eleven they have to pick every sure. week between now and the end of the season. If I think that fit. makes players so complacent, do doesn't it? I just think if you know that you're going to play every week, that's, I mean, I'm, you know, Eric Dyer, God bless him, is playing quite often like a Billy bookcase from IKEA, but he knows he's going to start every week because there are absolutely no alternatives. No, I mean, it, they're not in good shape because of that, and we know that. Uh, you know, although the victory over Brighton, which was critical in keeping them in the right in the race for um, the, the Champions League places, I've done a lot of research for this for this three quarters of an hour um, on on fixtures. Spurs, of course, they still have to go to Newcastle, go to Liverpool, go to Aston Villa, and are at home to Manchester United. So you could say it's in their own hands, but they've got as one or two others have just tremendously difficult running. Yeah. I cast envious glances though over all teams who've got strikers, and that definitely applies ah. to Tottenham because you know without those two it would look very different. And one of them's not been playing particularly well. I mean, with a fit and fire in Richarlison, with Bent and Core at it, with Basuma as backup, I think they could contest for top four because I do think and you know they had those players fit. They had anybody who can play, uh, you know, on the left, left apart from Perisic. Yeah. So, but without those players. I find it very... I don't want to be pessimistic, but I find it no, very no. difficult to see how they're going to get top four with all those injuries still. No, no, I'm, I'm a glass-half-full person, as you know, and I think that they, they've... They'll... they'll they, I just don't see how they can do it. But, you know, I, but I, I sort of... I said the same thing uh, roughly this stage last season, mm. but then they really hit a golden um, patch of form that they show no sign of running into at the moment. And Andy's right. What would this season have looked like without the front two? Goodness yeah. knows. The late surge award goes to Aston Villa, who suddenly find themselves uh, up mm. behind Spurs and have put some results together. Um, Again, though, the I mean, Unai says, effect. To me, though, this says everything about the league. I watched Villa two weeks ago at Chelsea, and honestly, Chelsea should have won the game. I didn't think Villa were that great. Their results are great. Mm. But, you know, and Ollie Watkins is scoring, again, casting envious glances over teams with strikers. But, you know, that, if that game had finished... 4-5-2 to Chelsea would have been actually a fair reflection on the game but yeah. it didn't so you know well, you, you can't fault them for that absolutely hats off to the, the players and to Unai Emery for what they've done but they remind me at the moment of a team that has been you know going very well on the <clears> flat in a stage of the Tour de France because I'm telling you now the Alp is ahead of <laughs> Aston Villa their remaining fixtures they only play one side who's not in the top eight mm. and that is a local derby against Wolves so they, I mean, you know, all right, they're in great form, but they've got some horrible fixtures coming up. I mean, they just don't play any average teams except Wolves from, from now on. But it's good for Bode, Unai Emery, though, isn't it? After yeah. what happened to him at Arsenal, you know, you, you, it must and it be. bodes well, Danny, for them as a, as a club next season. Well, I'm sure he'll still be there, looking to buying some players in his own image as well, because he has mm. done a very good job. Well, he's a very good manager, yeah. and um, if they can bring the right, you know, the players that he wants. Um, to add to the ones that he has revivified yeah. and improved. I mean, look at Tyrone Mings, the, the state he was yeah. in in the first half of the season. Yeah, and now he's like well. a Traore. You could name quite yeah. a few players he's improved. Yes, looking forward to next season, which we'll do on another programme. They, 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 they should be optimistic, mm. Aston Villa. Brighton and Hove Albion, sawn off at the weekend, in all seriousness, as we, mm. as we all know. Mm. Although that wasn't Tottenham's fault. It doesn't, the finger being pointed at the team when you know they didn't appoint the officials. No. Uh, they didn't well, at least they're not, the ref- not blaming Harry Kane individually like they do for everything else. They didn't appoint the referee who, had, who, who came up short, it would seem, maybe with the VAR. Um, so, um, yes, Brighton. I thought they, I, mm. I, I'd love watching them play. I have in the past, and I did in the flesh. They're a very good team. 
They're going to thrash us on Saturday, that's for sure. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> Don't worry, Andy. The Brighton fans will, won't let you know about that at all. No, You'll be okay. It's gone. You know. no, Brighton are great. I mean, they, you know, they've really had a wonderful season since Potter left. There's no question. What was De Serbi up to at the weekend? I don't know. He's obviously got that? a bit of previous... There's obviously history between him and Stellini. A bit of previous Stellini. with Stellini. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, well, then Stellini had said something. I couldn't quite see what Stellini had done, though, to get the red card. He, didn't seem, to, he seemed to be... No, like, that's, no, no, the, point is, the whole point is you're, you're in charge of your coaches. You're in charge of your technical area, so Paul, you did, take the did you, did you know that Friday evening? No, I, no, I had absolutely no, no, no idea. Did I. No idea. I only just found that out now. Yeah, because I was wondering why Stellini was like... Stellini just wasn't even looking at it like it wasn't happening. Yeah, it seemed really unfair. Well, he was doing deliberately, wasn't he? was distancing himself yeah. from all that was going on. Um, and at the start of every season, I make a point of, believe it or not, reading the laws of the game. Wow. But that one, I sk- obviously skimmed <laughs> that one completely. I'll, I'll be truthful. Yeah, no, they are. They're, they're you know, he's, he's building a great. They need a bit of luck, there. right? Don't they? Not, yeah. they're not getting. They're not getting and, any luck with the officials either. And you know, ultimately, it wasn't the officials who made that defensive rip that allowed us mm. to get the ball back. And for, I mean, Matoma's been playing great, but it was a defensive error that led to Tottenham winning the game. So that that wasn't down to the officials. But that, I'm yeah. sure Brighton fans would argue it would have been a very different scoreline. Uh, anyway, um, and I'm not mm. blaming all the officials in, in that game either. So, um, <laughs> right, we move on to Liverpool next, um, who could have nicked it against Arsenal, of course, with those couple of late chances. Ramsdale but were terrible at Chelsea. Saves. I mean, Chelsea weren't much better, but they yes. were terrible. They've been terrible away from home. Yeah, I think I think this is to do with the fact that, you know, they are capable, as we saw in the second half, and as we saw against Manchester second half of them this weekend, as we saw against Manchester United, they are capable of fantastic things still. But I think this is muscle memory with Liverpool. I think there are intrinsic problems with their team um, that are not going to be solved just by everyone saying, Come on, we can do this because we've done it before. Um, the, the, the the slowing down of their midfield, the loss of Mane as the start of the press has revealed the flaws at the back of their team, where Virgil van Dijk, wonderful player, has not come back to his pre-injury peak, and Trent Alexander-Arnold, wonderful player, just isn't a defender. And yeah. those two things have been exaggerated. He looked better in midfield, but, didn't he, I thought. And he is better. Well, of course, that's where... If, if, if they could play... Uh, one or two teams played 4-4-2 this weekend at various times. If he was on the right of a 4-4-2, I think, you know, that's probably the correct position for him. Um, but the, the Liverpool... They can they can beat anybody at home on their day. That's why I said Arsenal shouldn't be too disappointed with the one point. But they 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 have intrinsic problems that they'll have to be solved by players coming through the academy or going out and buying them. Well, look, top four has gone. Uh, you would imagine. Um, yeah. They're not going to make up those. Europa League is on. Uh, conference plate is still a possibility. The intermediate conference plate. Oh, Sunday, and, Sunday and district league. Mm. So, but I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans saying, and no, I'm not for me. Not even the Europa League. That's to be, I mean, last time they had a, a season out of Europe, well, it worked quite I well. I think for the them. Europa League is, is a different proposition yeah, because if you win it, you get, it, you into you the get back into the Champions League. But I think so. some Liverpool fans I've seen say, let's have a season to rebuild without that as a, as a distraction. Could, I mean, it's, it's a little bit arrogant, isn't it? Because there are other clubs in the who you know you, you are where you are. You have the points you have, mm. and there are other clubs who'd be desperate to get into the conference because they want European football. I get it. Liverpool must always be aiming to be um, in the Champions League as befits a club of their elite history and reputation. Um, but you can't be picking and choosing which tournaments you get into because you, you are where you are. That, that's all there is to it. And, um, I mean, you know, could they be offered the option of pulling out? Well, you know, would you, could they say to you, I don't want to do it. I don't, we're just yeah, not going in this tournament. No, no, you're all right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you can't, yeah. You can't be saying, no, that, you're yeah. all right to, uh, to UEFA. Thanks um, very much, yeah. Let's get, move on to Brentford, still in the shake-up for Europe. Only three points mm. off of Brighton in, in seventh, uh, who, who are in the conference plate uh, situation. So you kind of feel that next year is going to be a real season of transition for Brentford maybe rightly or wrongly maybe I'm selling their manager and their star striker this thing's going on with Ivan Tony. that means he mm. might not get as much well, game time he, as he, he might, might not be there for two different reasons yes you know, so that's that, right that, that, that would be a problem Tom, but you wouldn't bet against Brentford I was thinking this on Saturday having somebody lined up that can come in from a lower division or from a, uh, the kind of European Brighton division. model but you do yeah. feel this it's going to yeah. it's you know it's been a great season for them but it's going to be a, a, a season of change next season well i mean I, I i you know andy sees them regularly so he knows how good they've been i mean i i, I think 
it was beholden on us just to, to almost stop that sentence, Paul, with the phrase, it's been a great season. They, they need to st at least celebrate that because we know that with the exception of half dozen teams, next season they'll start again among those trying to get to the 38 points place to avoid relegation. That's not, that's not to say they're going to get relegated or anything like that. I'm just saying that um, when you're not one of the, you know, puffed up super elite teams, mm. It must be a, it must be a terrible moment when you, you you avoid relegation or you finish ninth or whatever you do and you say that was a great season and then the league table for next season comes up on your computer screen and there you are with zero points because dragging these points out, out of teams in the Premier League looks like pretty hard work to me. I put it this way, I would of course I'd love to have been a professional footballer, but it's easier talking about it than it is getting these points. Mm. Um, Tom, Thomas Frank, you're right. It, 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 he won't. He won't make many mistakes. This, this is the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't do many loony things, does he? He, he just gets on with organising the football team. And if he's still there, mm. you know, I think he will I'm be. Try, I'm you think he will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they'll be fine. Let's try. We're going to try and squeeze in Fulham because that'll get us to ten. So we've only got ten to get in in under ten minutes. Yeah. But look, we'll <laughs> squeeze them in. Um, Fulham. Uh, again, no Mitrovic struggling a bit with depth, fading a bit, aren't yeah, they? About they're a bad run of five like defeats horse, really. in all competitions. Mm. Well, you know, it's almost unofficially the Mitrovic ban has ended their season, hasn't mm. it? They can all look at each other and say, we've got an excuse now not to win all these games. We're safe enough in the league. We've done very well. And that's, you know, the the kind of half excuse that most footballers and all of us in life tend to look for to drop off at 100%. Um, it has been provided by their talisman being taken away from them. Um, Marco Silva needs to demonstrate in the in the remaining games, though, that he has got a plan B without Mitro. Mm. That's what I'd say. If, mm. if he's as good a manager as I think he is, he'll find a way around that. Oh, good old Vinicius, he's your plan B. Oh, plan I was going to say, I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> no. uh, so, um, we'll move on to Chelsea. Uh, very mm. sure we're going to try and squeeze in all 10 clubs in 10 minutes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, Chelsea next. Well, Andy's had his say on Chelsea. Um, apart from winning the Champions League, which obviously would be the icing on the oh, cake, yeah. what are you hoping they can achieve? With What would you consider now a good season? Oh, I don't know. I think it's over, to be really honest. <clears throat> you do? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's all about the next transfer window. They have to get it right. If they don't get it right in yeah. terms of the manager they pick and, and unloading at least seven or eight players to, so it's manageable, um, then it's going to be the same next year. And do stay tuned later on for Andy's uh, list of everything the new ownership has done wrong, which could take quite a while. Wow. Danny, just a quick one on Chelsea mm. for you. Um, Frank Lampard is not going to be the manager there, so he finds himself in a fantastic position. He can mm. say to 16 mm. players, you are the team between now and the end of the season. Let's go and have a right go in this Champions League. Yeah. It's going to upset another 20 players. He won't be there. Why does, he ma why does it matter? Tell, tell the players that they are the team and get on with it. On to Palace. play three at the back. Play three at the back. On to Palace then. Roy, <laughs> Roy Uplift, Peter, men of a certain age like us. That was incredible. Us three, what a job, he, what a job he's doing. Life in the old dog yet. Absolutely. Simple thing, you know, normally a defensive coach looks at his resources. What have I got? Actually, good attacking players. Attack, attack, attack. He lets, you know, even in the absence of Wilf Saha, he lets Elise and Eze loose. And they got they got loads to other teams going forward, Crystal Palace. And it's also brilliant to see Roy Hodgson just doing it because, you know, because it just is. Because you, you, want, you want something different in the Premier League and there's a man in his 70s showing how to organise a modern football team. Brilliant. Incredible. Six points out the bottom three. Do you think, would you say they're now safe after those two wins, Danny? Not technically, yes, I obviously. Would, but, but, yeah. No, they're not, they're not mathematically safe, mm. but of course I think they are because if they were six points ahead and were fourth bottom, but there's so many teams below them they're not all going to get to runs of form. So some of them won't pick up six points three now at the end of the season. On to Wolves safe. then. Um, I mean, that was a, 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 an important win for them against uh, Chelsea the other day. Yeah, he was completely outcoached by Lopetegui as well. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be calling them safe, Danny, yet, would you? Only because in order to win games, they have to get worldies like they got in that yeah. game. They, they, I mean, you know, Chelsea against Wolves, the no, the no strikers derby. Um, and, you know, they're so reliant on getting astonishing goals to keep them going. They could easily dry up. Um, I think they're far too good a squad to go down, but they've got themselves into a weird position, a bit like Chelsea, by not having a reliable forward player. Yeah, they wanted it more on Saturday. They deserved to win, no question. Um, a pretty important win again for West Ham at the weekend uh, against... Job saver. Against Fulham, yeah. 
Um, if they can keep nicking one nil, digging out one nil wins in the Moyes style by the uh, for the rest of the season, they'll be happy. Well, they they could, um, you know, they they could easily um, be in the relegation scrap while winning um, the, the 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 Europa Conference, as we talked about. They obviously mm. should beat Ghent in the next round. But even whatever, let's be honest here, um, you know, whatever the outcome, and I suspect they will survive. Um, it's been a terrible season, but but that mm. squad of players to be mm. that poor, um, and you know David Moyes is, is an honest enough guy, and if you, I bet if you got him on his own, he'd say you know this is just not. It's just not good enough. Yeah. He could easily win a European trophy and, get, and still get... Yeah. And Rice will leave in the summer, but that gives him the opportunity to reset and spend the money and do something with it. Uh, Keita Survival, of course, is hitting a bit of form at the right time, and you could argue Bournemouth uh, have, have started started to look yep. a bit more convincing. They've still got to play West Ham and Southampton and Leeds. If Gary O'Neill keeps them up, he'll deserve an award. I mean, yeah. a, a tremendous achievement. Yeah, though, I, th- I thought they were gone, and you're absolutely right, Paul. They, they have got a run of... It's, Completely in their hands. They play West Ham, Southampton, mm. Leeds, Palace and Everton. Yeah. Um, so they've got games there that um, if you lose them, you don't deserve to see. If you lose all those, you don't deserve to stay up, do you? So, But what a surprise they've been. Um, and the, the particular game against Liverpool, it really, it, the, the, the scales fell from my eyes. The level of their ambition and the football they were trying to play, fantastic. Now, Leeds have to argue that was a freak result, of course, what happened to them uh, home to Palace the other day. And you would never have thought the second half would have happened disastrous based result. on the first half. So we're going to talk to Dave Clark about them in a bit more detail later on. But... That 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 was a bad a bad worrying defeat and performance, wasn't it? Second half, anyway. They can't defend, and their last four games are Manchester City, Newcastle, West Ham, and Spurs. Mm. That defeat tells me that <coughs> I think they're on. They're now the one on the trapdoor, banging it with their heel to see if it's secure or not. Real real trouble leads. Mm. We saw a bit of uplift from um, from uh, on, from Everton when. Um, when Sean Dyche came in, but um, not a massive, uh, completely outplayed really by Manchester United. Yeah, it's as, all about their home As form. Dyche said it is. They've got Fulham still to play at home. They've got to play Newcastle at home um, and they've still got to play City. So they've got some tough games to come. Yeah, Andy's right though. They're, they're, they're one of the few clubs on one of the old-fashioned grounds where you can mm. honestly say the crowd is worth something. It's yeah. not just a cliche that we all use um, to pretend that we're very much part whether the team's playing well. Mm. Or not. It really works at Everton. And I suspect mm. that'll be just about enough to get them over the over the whatever the line is this season, because um, you know we, it, there's so many teams jostling there. You, you could you, if you you can't what you can't do now is just go into bad form at the wrong moment. Maybe Leeds are an example team that might be doing that. They should be they should be okay, mm. Everton. I think into the bottom three then Forest um, again a, mm. a, a tough run in from their point of view. It's starting increasingly looking bleak for them, isn't it? I just, just never. Ha- I've never been confident that they've had the recipe actually in the jar. This is the team who is going to give or take a suspensions injury. This is our team that's going to get us out of the bottom. You know, they've only got to finish fourth bottom for it to be a good season. Yeah, um, they've they've got so many ingredients. That I'm not sure they've never ever quite had the thing cooking on gas. Uh, I, 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 I still think that Leeds are in such trouble. They might find a way to be one of those that survives. But if you ask me how they're going to do it, I'm going to be honest, I'm paid to have a clue. I haven't got a clue. No, they need to score the first goal, really, and which they've not been doing. And as soon as they go behind, they, they look a bit suspect. Um, Leicester, as we said, uh, Philbert the Fox, Jeff Peters coming up later on. But they've, mm. you know, they've gone for the new manager. Um, do you see it working, Danny? Is that going to be enough for them? I suppose you could argue both he and John Terry have got a good experience of the Premier League. Um, they've got a free swing against Manchester City and then their season will be decided by a run of, of fixtures against Wolves, Leeds, Everton and Fulham. Um, and they, if they haven't got themselves into a place of comfort after those four games, then they will be going down. Yeah. And Southampton... Um... I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be reliant on James Ward-Prowse free kicks, really, and little bits of mm. magic along the way. But the thing about it is nobody's cut adrift, are they? That's the great thing about the, the bottom of the table at the moment, unless you're down there, of course. But no, no you, you know, you can't say, well, they're doomed. It's very hard to say that. Or or are you prepared to say that for Saints, Dan? Um, th- that's, that's, their, that's the hope they cling to, that nobody's mm. been cut adrift. That says something about the standard of the... Premier League from halfway down, that all the teams are capable of beating each other. But I just don't see where they're... You're right, James Ward-Prowse is their best hope of winning every game, and statistics tells you he can't do that often enough. 
to guaranteed in results. I, I can't see it. I think I, but I said this about Bournemouth two months ago. So you know, <laughs> I, I can't see how they're going to survive. Danny, marvellous. Uh, we'll get back to the the bread and butter on Monday. Thank of, God, eh? Of a uh, Premier League weekend looking at individual games. But uh, for now, uh, you're back on Sunday night with Trans Europe Express, I take it. I, I am indeed. I'm just enjoying the, the, uh, the, the sort of um, Zoom image of Andy floating in space above the earth now. <laughs> he is. That's like right. We see like the Major Tom. We can. <laughs> the curvature of the earth there he has gone with. So, cheers, Danny. We'll catch up with you next Monday. Bless you all. Absolutely. There cheers. We are. Danny Kelly will join us on Monday as we go for each game in the Premier League. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Um, we asked you as well to tell us about how the toss was conducted. Egg mm. cracking was used in the Lithuanian League, a local tradition around Easter, and they thought they'd do it for a bit of fun. And it was seasonal, of course. Um, so you've been telling us how they decided to do the toss when the ref didn't have a coin. We've had a couple of good ones so far. One a referee asking the uh, captains, uh, what's my wife's name? Is it Louise or Jane? And they had to guess that. <laughs> another, ref another referee <laughs> saying, what did I have for breakfast this morning? Weetabix or shredded wheat? But it would be a nice way to get to know mm. the refs because you don't know a lot about the refs. In the old days in the programme, mm. you remember that? Oh, he yeah. used to say, our referee today is Mr Arthur Smith from Burnley. Mm. Arthur is a sales director mm. and away from that, he likes bird watching and golf. <laughs> yeah, but it was. That's why yeah, you're full time pros now. Yeah. It wouldn't be much point, would it? And away they have from interest, football. though. But yeah, I'd like to know yeah. about it. Because it'd give you a chance to say, Oi, bird watch. You know, they'd use it as a stick to beat them with, <laughs> it's wouldn't true. it? It's been less time bird watching, mate, reading. That's what it'd be like, wouldn't it, now? You'd just stick to beat them with. But it would be a nice way of getting to know them, even for the two captains of the team. Mm. They go out there. So they say, you know, lads, uh, nice to see you, referee, shaking hands. And we're not going to toss the. Getting to know you. And the music would play on the PA. And they could say, What did I do before I came into football? Was I a sales rep or was I a proctologist? What's my hobby? Yeah, what's my hobby? Away from football, what do I like doing? <laughs> Just sitting at home reading? What's my favourite band? But you give them the choice. And if yeah. they say, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, they get it right, they can yeah. kick off or choose ends. Or you just bring a coin. Yeah, you think it would be a lot. That's just, yeah, I think that's a good system, the coin system. Um, landlord of my old local, when refereeing, used to use a banknote instead of a coin. The opposition would have to guess whether the serial number ended in an odd or even number. But that's even more convoluted than wheat. Yes, that's provable. Yes, that is provable. Otherwise, the ref could be, you know, he could be a bit dodgy. He could just say, oh, yeah, But it's kick off or ends. I mean, it's not... You know, no, it's yeah, not it's a big so. deal, is it? Well, no, it's, it's absolutely. Not a grand larceny. So, <laughs> here it is. Here's the moment. Andy told us earlier on he had compiled Henrik a larceny. list. <laughs> yeah, Henrik Larceny. Come on. He had com come on, let's have. No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> come on, let's robbery have some, 11. something. Let's, let's, your robbery. It's not a robbery 11. <laughs> 
Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, Brinks, Matt, Target. I said, I don't want a robbery 11. Um, so, Talksport, stop giving the number out. Talksport.com, text 1089, tweet TSH&J. Andy said he had made a list of everything the, the Bowley ownership. Bowley oh, ownership. I tried to do that. Now. Done. Well, look, you've written it down. You've, you've put the list down, together. But, you know. We've lined up the music. I'd do you want to go through I'd rather it? do the Duke of Kent. Would you really? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's delighted to hear that. What is this, the news headlines? No, look, he's lined up the music becky's mm. been good enough to download it hit the music <laughs> everything the new ownership have done wrong uh, i mean on the basis right that, yeah okay now my first this started because i was thinking why did they get rid of potter at exactly that point when yeah. really would be much better to keep him after the madrid games if they won fine if not get rid of him then made no sense getting rid of him at the point they did either get rid of him two months ago never appoint him in the first place but they did what they did. mistake and I reckon they panicked when they thought Nagelsmann was on the market right and going to Spurs so I think they got rid of him and then they suddenly Nagelsmann found out I mean, they would have known he wasn't ready to take no, a new job know. yet oh, God knows. I mean why did they panic like that so they seem to have sacked him without a plan which is yeah. a very odd thing to do okay that's one mistake you're yeah. working your way back but so well yes yeah, so, I mean they fell out with two Right, uh, they bought badly in the summer. Yeah, they bought well, but indiscriminately. Bought in badly. What players are you talking about? Sterling, um, Cucurella. They've not been successful, have they? Not been successful buys, and unlikely to have much resale value or anything you can do with them, really. So, and on long term, Fafana was a, a good buy, but you know, um, failure to buy a striker. Yeah, failure to shift anyone out in the January window. Two loans fell through because of poor admin. I mean, Zit waiting at PSG for the. Fa- machine to come yeah. through I mean, it was ridiculous <laughs> absolutely they, you know they just they pointed the wrong manager in the first place and then they handicapped him by giving him too many players you yeah. know it's just been a mistake after mistake after mistake it doesn't fool you with much hope that they're going to get this right you know why didn't they do what Newcastle did which was basically not do anything too drastic just bring in three or four players steady you know, progress steady progress it was uh, absolutely bonkers anyway that's that's that well that was quite quick Andy well, it was quite quick wasn't it was expecting more of a meltdown stand. no meltdown no no it's it's, it's um I had a meltdown the weekend don't I'm sure you did that, but you should have filmed it <laughs> should have done it it's, it's with fr- a golden gate it's very very yes yeah, very frustrating anyway uh on to the Duke of Kent oh yes on to the Duke of Kent who uh, yeah. you can need the music from Wimbledon really for that well he was at the Royal Hospital Road, London SW3, which is Chelsea area, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, he was received. This was uh, some sort of exhibition, a gallery conflict in Europe. He was received by. Have you ever uh, been received? I've never been received at I mean, all. It's, it only happens to royalty. It only happens to royalty, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> No one ever says that about Andy Jacobs that no, he's been received. I haven't. Go on, then. And he was received by Lieutenant Colonel David Betty. Can't touch him for it, apparently. <laughs> he yeah. obviously thought it was Betty Stover. Yes, he thought it was Betty Stover. <laughs> yeah. That's and right. Great, yeah. You know, politicians, when they want to sort of like make out that they're sort of men of the people, they do mm. a, lot, a lot of sport, often in suits. But to be fair to Rishi Sunak, yeah. he was pictured playing rugby in a rugby shirt, but he was lifted in the line-out. He's not a big man, is no, he? No, what a great way to be taller. You can't yeah. walk around with those three blokes all the whole time, <laughs> just lifting him every time in, like, in big good. kind of clown trousers so you can't see they're there <laughs> yeah. that would work wouldn't yeah it? that sounds very good doesn't it anything so, else uh, yes possibly uh, scared of the dark that's mm. starting this week that sounds like the candidate for the worst program <clears throat> in tv history okay i'd have preferred scarred in the dark <laughs> let people just loose with weapons okay <laughs> okay you're all you're, 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 had a bad weekend doja cat has got a new album out oh, i remember yeah. her brother used to play for surrey with alex stewart <laughs> sure she did yeah that's right yeah. exactly doja cat bowling cat that's it yeah uh what else uh, who needs pictures of the Beckhams at Easter celebrating Easter? No one. Okay, so yeah, that's just that a statement, Andy. It doesn't really take us anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't take us anywhere. Yeah. Um, throwing a sickie could be a thing of a past. Did you see this? After boffins have used AI to see if people were faking it. So no longer will you be able to go, oh, I've got a terrible cold, I feel terrible. Yeah. AI will know that you're faking it. Garth Crook, says Ian, no, in Wheat Hampstead. <laughs> Jason Steele says we don't want these boys says Martin you won't York. be Henrik Larson no there was nowhere to go it wasn't really it wasn't really anything was it years ago I played in the Sunday League says Gary the yeah. Leeds fan we had a ref that always put his hands behind his back then pulled him out of his fist saying what hand is my whistling <laughs> which is like always Alan. a waste of t- yeah what hand is my whistling which is always a waste of time because obviously one fist was bigger than the other yeah it's true thank you Gary for that so keep telling us how the alternative toss was done where they didn't have a coin off the back of the egg cracking in the Lithuanian league 
this weekend. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to TSH and J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Today's World Parkinson's Day, and Dave Clark, the uh, former Sky host of uh, the Darts Leeds fan, posted a video earlier on of him dancing at home, saying, you know, in those <clears> moments, as he said, when the meds kick in, uh, this is how it feels. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think to highlight World Parkinson's Day and to talk a bit of Leeds and more, I'm very pleased to say that Dave joins us now. Hi, Dave. Hi, guys. How you doing? Yeah, Good, we're, not, we're not too bad, thank you. So uh, we wanted to really highlight the importance of today, raising awareness of, of Parkinson's and maybe, uh, you know, Parkinson's research and maybe a fairer share of the limited pool of money that's out there to research different uh, illnesses. Yeah, um, it's interesting because cancer gets 10 times the funding that uh, that neurological charities do. And, and the survival rate for, for um, cancer has, has doubled in the last five years for Parkinson's, MS, all those, all those uh, all horrible brain in, brain problems. It hasn't, it hasn't changed over the years. It's still incurable. So um, the meds I'm on was discovered in 1967, which yeah. Harold Wilson was prime minister. You know, man, I've landed on the moon. I'm still using Labour Dopa. It's very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I wouldn't be walking and talking now if it wasn't for Labour Dopa. But, you know, we need we need to do better, guys. We sound so way out of COVID. We, we can do it with Parkinson's and other horrible neurological problems as well. That seems to be a recurrent. We, we, we spoke with the late, great Doddy Weir about them when he came and saw us early in his diagnosis. Yeah, he and said he, the same thing. The, the, the drugs he was taking were like 25, 30 years old. And there's an expectation, Dave, that, you know, with the advances in medical science, that everything's kind of cutting edge and up to date and what you're taking has only just gone onto the market, but clearly not the case. No, uh, Labour Day Pooh, which I'm on, is fantastic. You know, I have to take it every three hours. And um, if, if, if I don't take it, I'm in a dreadful state. You know, my voice goes... Um, I can't can't walk. I really struggle. So it's a it's a miracle drug in many ways. Like you know that that film with um, but is it Awakenings or something like that? When when they, they take the drug and, and they, they come to life, you know it's like that with Parkinson's. But you know the good days are good. The bad days can be horrible. And I remember when I was diagnosed, as if it was yesterday, it was the twenty sixth of January, two thousand eleven. I had a great job with Sky. You know, kids were seven and four, and uh, I thought my I thought my world was over. But I can tell you, you, you can still live a great life with Parkinson's. I carried on presenting for 10 years. Mm. Uh, I kept it a secret for, for two and a half of those. I, I remember doing a, a boxing match in, in Glasgow. A guy called Ricky Burns was fighting for a world title. And I was really struggling. And um, I was trying to get my cufflinks on. I hadn't told anyone I had Parkinson's. I'm trying to do my tie-up. And I was, the, the talkback was in my ear. I had open talkback. And they were going, Clarky, where are you? Where are you? I, I, I thought, no, I can't, I can't go on yet. So... 10 minutes to go, and I managed to just get my tie on, get my cufflinks done, got on air, nailed the top of the show, but I knew I had to come out after that and tell people I had Parkinson's. So I did it in, in, in the biggest way possible. I wrote an article in the Daily Mail about, about my, my diagnosis, and the, the outpouring of support was amazing. It had over 6,000 messages of support, and, um, you know, it really changed my life. And, and I'm a bit of a bit of a talisman for Parkinson's now, and mm. people people are, you know, really, really warm and friendly when they, when they talk to me about it. It, 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 you you say that it's and we've talked about it before that how it's changed your life. Your life went in a completely different direction. You'd probably still be presenting on TV, but it, it's opened up other areas of your world and things you've done that you never would have done. Of course, you'd rather not been diagnosed mm. with it, but it took your life in a very different direction. And some great things have happened to you in the in, in since two thousand eleven, haven't they? Yeah, big time. I mean, it gives you a real sense of of time. You know, um, you realise time is precious and, and life. You know, is is going to be different in a few years' time. So I have done some amazing things. I've raised over half a million pounds for Parkinson's charities, which I'm very proud of. Doing long walks and auctions and all that sort of stuff. I've also done a lot of travelling. So I mean, this year I went to see Bruce Spring. I'm a massive Bruce Springsteen mm. fan. So I went to the opening show of his World Tour in Tampa and saw that, which is brilliant. I've, I've swum with turtles on the on the Barrier Reef in Australia. I've been to you know with the kids in New York. I've, I've walked through with the. With the uh, through the Serengeti and things like that with the kids. It's been amazing. So all things, I'm a tight Yorkshireman. I'd never done those things if it wasn't for <laughs> And have you got, have you got other things, sort of fundraising events lined up, Dave? I haven't got anything at the moment. I'm thinking of doing another walk soon. Um, mm. I, haven't, I haven't got the plans for that yet, but uh, you know, um, parkinsons.org.uk if you want to donate. We, we need as much money as we can. And uh, you know, 
Hopefully we'll find a cure down the line for us. They always say it's going to be five years away. It's been five years ever since I've been diagnosed. So, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there eventually. Well, we'll, we'll uh, tweet out all the details. Uh, people would like to donate on, on the TSH and J on our Twitter feed. Um, let's talk a bit of Leeds. You have a great oh, love yeah. apart from the boss. Yeah, that was that was a worrying... Well, second half, you never would have believed, based on what you saw in the first half, that this, what was going to happen in the second half. First half was unbelievable, wasn't it? We were, we were great for 44 minutes and all over them. And then and then they got the equaliser. We just fell apart in the second half. It was crazy. I'm delighted for Roy Hodgson because he's such a good guy. And I, I know Steve Parrish as well, the chairman. He got a lot of stick when he sat the previous manager. And, uh, you know, people worried about the timing and everything. But it looks like he's played a masterstroke. But Leeds, you know, the, the running is going to be horrendous, as it, it seems to be the last few seasons. And, you know, Liverpool, home, and then Fulham. I'm getting to the, the Fulham game and the the West Ham game, so you know pressure will be on. But it's going to be it could go down to Spurs, Ellen Road on the 28th of May, which you'll be there, will you? Yeah, I, I, I will be. I don't, I'd, I'd rather, yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see anybody go down on the last day. I suppose yeah. there is a kind of gallows humour about. All but it is going. I think it is all going to go to the last day. Yeah, it's, it's so tight. It is. That's the thing they were saying earlier on to Danny Kelly. It is so tight down there, isn't it? A couple of wins, and you and suddenly people are talking about Palace. Now they're suddenly not talking about Palace anymore. We beat Forest and went up to 13th, I think, and now <laughs> slipped to 16th. So, you know, it, it depends what Forest and, and uh, Leicester and, and Southampton do as well, of course. But Everton on 27 points, Leeds on 29. So it's going to be so tight all the way. I mean, it's just, it's bite your nails. It's, it's, it says a lot about the products of the Premier League. They love it at Sky when it goes like this because, you know, yeah. just, just the mm-hmm. world is, is watching. And, uh, you know, but it's it's so frustrating as a Leeds fan, you know, all these things have happened to us. I mean, this, this story about John Kevin Augustine as well. Yeah. It looks like we have to pay 25 million quid for a, a player who played for 48 minutes. Yeah. Half a million pounds a minute. It's ridiculous. On top of the 15 million quid you played in Leipzig. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 40 it million. It only happens to Leeds, it? only happens to Leeds, boys. <laughs> so um, you've got a podcast as well, Dave, is that right? Yeah, there's a podcast with a guy called Kuhn, who's a, another parky sufferer. And he's, basically we had a chat in the pub and we thought this this would be great great podcast because um you know we talk about Parkinson's just from an ordinary lad's point of view you know two blokes with Parkinson's and we get special guests on we've had a neuropsychiatrist on a, a a professor of neurology all that sort of stuff and just just talk about Parkinson's day to day problems and when taking meds and and, and and things we've learned over I've had Parkinson's now for twelve years Kuhn's had it for ten years so just our experiences of having Parkinson's learning to help other people so. It's been brilliant. Yeah, the, the amount of feedback we've had has been fantastic. And and if you want to find it, two parkers in a pod on, on where you get your podcast from. Nice one. So we're really, really proud of that. Lovely to talk to you as always. Look after yourself. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, boys. Really good to talk to you as always. See you. Take care. There's uh, Dave Clark now yeah, from uh, Amazing, Sky Fame, of course, on World Parkinson's Day. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And we asked you about when the, a coin wasn't available for the toss, what was used instead. We once played uh, a game in the Chelmsford Sunday League on a sunny Sunday morning when the ref forgot his cards and coin. The game was started with a guess of which hand had a blade of grass in. I imagine that's quite <laughs> quite common. <laughs> Luckily, the cards were not needed, says Jack in Chelmsford. Guys, I was the manager of an under-16 team many years ago. Uh, most games, the ref would bring two linesman's flags so a member of each coaching team could run the line. Yes, indeed, I've done that myself. Mm. Andy has as well. Uh, these would be yeah. rolled up and handed out before kickoff. One week, the ref forgot the coin and pointed to the rolled-up flags. Which one is yellow with orange ed- edging, he says, the other being the opposite combination. Memory fails if we pick the correct one or not, says uh, Andrew in Oldham. And um, I was talking about larceny. Uh, I said the word larceny, mm. and you immediately said, Henrik Larceny. <laughs> of course. And then it turned into, come on. We didn't know quite what it was, but <laughs> no. you said, let's have your robber footballers. And I thought, let's not do that. But that didn't stop Paul in Oxford saying, Frank Robbery. <laughs> Iron Robin yeah there is a bit of a, a Gareth the Leeds fan <laughs> Ali McHeist very good Chris the Gooner uh, Jürgen Kloptomaniac says Stephen Swansea <laughs> that's pretty good and strangely Arsene Wenger uh, from G in Liverpool not only likes to rob places likes to burn them down as well <laughs> not stri- oh, not stri- Arsene Wenger not, not strictly right. robbery uh, G but thank you very much for that <laughs> so uh, I think we've exhausted those um, should we give you the clips of the, do you want to do the clips of the yeah, week yeah why not yeah. clips of the month should clips I say the yeah, month, these yeah. are the clips of the month for March we're going to play them to you now and we'll have two semi-finals 
at uh, on Twitter at TSHNJ and you can vote for your two from the semi-finals yeah here's the music of course tried and tested for the old match of the day Never, it's never been quite the same since they ditched the lightning seed from oh, the life very, of Riley very really. true so here we go then let's get uh, your uh, six uh, clips of the month for March and we start with some football news from Emily Hume Marcus Rashford scored once again as Manchester United won 2-0 at Leeds. Rangers are into the Scottish Cup quarterfinals after beating Patrick Thistle 3-2. <laughs> oh, I love old Patrick Poor Thistle. old Patrick. <laughs> oh, Pat. Poor old Patrick Thistle. Yes. Over to breakfast now. We were surprised to hear Alan say this. This is Talks About Breakfast with Arnold Clark's Real Deal. Get an extra £500 when you part exchange. Dean Saunders alongside me. <laughs> it's not bad. So you get 500 quid off of your part exchange, Dean. So it's me and Alan. I was part exchange. You could Dean getting very upset about that, couldn't you? Alan with a mouthful of quads. Yeah, that's great. Alan really very much enjoying his breakfast after he brew a fry up. Uh, Alan, Alan again there with a question for uh, Harry Redknapp. What are you doing this weekend? Are you watching or are you racing? No, just, just watching a bit of racing. <laughs> just both, basically, just, just doing both. Here's Jason Cundy reflecting on events at Old Trafford during the Fulham game. Mitrovic and what he did, okay? Unacceptable, mm-hmm. right? We should not be putting your hands on any member of the officials. See, that, that <laughs> would be, that would be three, at least three games, wouldn't it? I would imagine. Longer than any games. Says, I, didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, yes, back to the news again and the headlines from Mark Tyler. Eight days after his extraordinary rant, Antonio Conte is out at Spurs and Southgate delighted. Well, Wasn't he, a fan. Was he up for the job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't a fan. No. And finally, it had to be. It's newsreader Craig Wakeling with a big financial story and basically having a bit of a mare. Of a mare, yeah. Chancellor of the Bank of England and Bank England's Bank of... England's governor uh, remaining in close contact this weekend over concerns about a falling US bank. Silicon Valley bank accounts threatens uh, British tech startups amongst his clients. They have warned Jeremy that the bank's hunt, that the bank's collapse could cripple the British tech sector. Very much the icing on the cake, of course. The, I'm sure that bleep was long enough. The mispronunciation of, of Jeremy Hunt to top, to top it all. It was almost like news reading as jazz, wasn't it? It was like, it was it was like freeform. It was fantastic, wasn't it? It was just, it was like a performance poem. You could get an Arts Council grant back in the day. Miles Davis, those. the news. Fantastic, it was. It was Ornick Coleman reads the news. So there we are. Um, was it um, part, was it Patrick Thistle? Was it part exchanging Dean Saunders for 500 quid at Arnold Clark? Was it uh, Harry Redknapp? You're watching, you're racing, I'm watching racing. Was it Jason Cundy handling the uh, member of an official? Was it Conte Sackton Southgate delighted? Or was it... Um, Craig Wakeling, that's another way of putting it, really, having a bit of a mare with mm. that uh, big financial story. Uh, we'll have two uh, semi finals. I think they're there for you to go and vote at TSH and J. TSH A N D J. Vote for your favourites in the two semi finals. We'll give you the two finalists probably about 20 minutes' time, and you can vote for the two finalists. And we'll play the winner once again just before four o'clock. I think there is there is a standout candidate, I think it's fair to say. No, I think it's right. tough for the other opposition. But let's see, you've proved us wrong uh, before, so uh, we'll do that very, very shortly. So uh, at TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J, to vote for the March Clips of the Month. Andy. Yes, a couple of wastes of ink today in the sun. Yes. Uh, this one, I didn't understand this one at all. Chelsea's new caretaker boss, Frank Lampard, should take a leaf out of Xbox's Chris Eubank's book and roll with the punches as he attempts to get the team back to winning ways. What does that mean? <laughs> that feels like, a, is that a letter or a news story? No, that's a letter from Alexander Slack. He wrote all the way in from Cornwall with that one. Alexander Slack. Not worth it. And uh, Gary Lilly wrote about uh, Liverpool defender Andy Robertson was entitled to, to accuse assistant ref Constantine Hatsakadis. Hatsadakis, rather. Hatsakadis, Hatsadakis. I do struggle. <laughs> With those, yeah. Of elbowing him. If found guilty, and the evidence was there to see, in my view, uh, the lino should face a lengthy ban. 
Well, probably they should both face a lengthy ban, I'd say, but there you go. Now, do you think Andy Robinson's ban should be just as lengthy? No, not just as lengthy. No. He, he didn't really, he didn't throw the elbow. What's <laughs> lengthy from your point of view, Andy? Lengthy eight, well, look, if Mitrovic... You're judging lengthy. I go eight games, really. Eight games for the Lino? Yeah. If Mitrovic got eight games, then you can't have, you cannot have this. You can't have... If otherwise, you're a, gonna, you talk about grassroots, you're going to no. see, see referees start taking the law into their own hands and start thumping people. That's less likely to happen, I well, think. Well, it seems less I, likely. Don't you think it was just a, a movement? Don't you think they were mitigating certain... I think no liner goes out there to chuck an elbow and hang on. He's a big lad. He's he's just, I think he was like almost... It's a get off me, mate. Don't put your hands on me. Get off yeah, me moment. He, and it all but got, he did catch him. Yeah. You can't be doing that. I know. Yeah. Look, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying, were there slightly mitigating circumstances? He didn't say he didn't get him by the collar and thump him, did he? No, obviously yeah. not. But then neither did Mitrovic. He only pushed no. him. He pushed him and you know, got got right in his got in his face. face yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's not good, really. Anything else? Uh, I'll tell you what. I've got a little yeah, story. I thought this was quite an interesting. This was um, um, Stefan. Um, Jovetic. Remember, Jovetic used to play for Man City. Yeah. Played for loads and loads of great clubs mm. uh, over the years. Had a kind of pretty stellar career at different clubs. He's at Hertha Berlin these days. And it followed up something that Ivan uh, uh, Perisic had said a little while ago. Um, and Jovetic said he believes the physicality of the Premier League is the real reason why City have fluffed their lines in the Champions League. The forward, who played for City 2013-2015, said the demanding nature of English football puts them at a disadvantage compared to their European counterparts. He thinks 90 minutes of Premier League football is equivalent to 225 minutes in Serie A, the Bundesliga and La Liga. He said, I played... Two years in England, and I can tell you that one game there is like two, two and a half games in other countries. Oh, and Perisic said the other day, the Premier League is nothing like Italy. You can have a, you can have a, you can coast. You can get by on seventy-five percent in mm. not all games, obviously, but in some games in Italy, you can have a cigar on really as a player when you're playing the lesser teams. He said you can never do that. No, it's too competitive. And you, the Premier League. You, have to, you have to think, why then does that not feed into the recruitment? You would think, you know, they're going to have to, you're going to have to be so careful when mm. you're looking at the attributes of of certain players. Uh, maybe not signing 33-year-old wing-backs could have a bearing on mm. it. Um, but it's strange, isn't it? You know, it, it, oh, you got that, that's two players, two just, big international just, you know, players. Because so, of the money in the Premier League, then all the clubs have got good players, you know. Hmm. Really, you can look at even the bottom clubs still have players that could play in other clubs, you know, yeah. higher level. So, yeah, no, it's very competitive. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, we'll reconvene tomorrow to do it all again when we have two more quarterfinals. Yes. And one, of course, including your mob. Can't hardly wait. It's the <laughs> first legs in Madrid, isn't it? First legs in Madrid. I think, actually, they're, they're better away from home. Oh. Because they lost to Barcelona at home and went up to the new camp and absolutely thrashed them. So, Fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, we'll be building up to that um, tomorrow. I do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast will be available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.